All right, and this morning's time related to our study on the doctrine of creation, I want to talk about a very, very important issue in our world today that comes out of this. And I believe it's the driving force behind everything that the world is doing today in its agenda. And it's important that we talk about this and understand this and to realize this. And that is the myth of global warming. That is behind what is being carried out in the world and I believe will be behind an establishment of global governance. That is what is in the works today in the United Nations. And it's around this issue that they believe, the world believes that the earth is heating up and that it will be destroyed, life on earth will be destroyed if that is not stopped. The world believes this, and I'm going to call it a myth because that's what it is. It's a total made-up myth, and I'm going to talk about why that is. It's a total made-up myth to try to then control the earth, government, out of that dealing with that crisis. And so, two words that I'll frame this, what I want to share with you this morning is the myth of global warming, and then to understand, based on that myth, that the world either really believes it or they're just using it. I don't know that they all believe it, but it's a myth that they get established, they have gotten established, and that then feeds a mentality of which they operate by. And we need to understand what is going on with that. Today, it gives a lot of answers for why they're doing what they're doing and it shows where they're going to go. Now, I want to start how this relates with God's work of creation. Look at Genesis 1 again, and let's look at the fourth day of creation. In verse 14, Genesis 1, on the third day, previously God had made the atmosphere. No, that was a second day, and then the third day, the dry land appears. And so God sets up the environment there. And then He finishes it off in the fourth day in verse 14, where it says, He let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And so on the fourth day, God creates the sun to be the source of the light on the earth for the approximately 12 hours a day that followed the time of darkness. And then the moon as a part of that system. That giving off the light is what produced the heat on the earth. And he states that in verse 14 that the sun and the moon are going to be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And so this is the source, the sun is the source of the seasons 
on the earth, a time of cold and heat that regulates the temperature of the earth. This is what the Bible tells us, and this is what the answer for the myth of global warming is. Let me just comment that on the issue of what, what was happening in the first four days, the third three days, if there wasn't a sun. Well, on the first day, the Bible clearly says he, made, he said, let there be light. He made the light. And I think that the best explanation is that God on the first day began to bring in the light into the physical realm from his light. You know, it, the Bible tells us God gives off a bright light and God has always done that. Lights has always been there. Light's eternal. Light wasn't made on the first day. It already existed, but it existed in the spiritual realm with God. And then on the first day, he, he gave it a physical property into the physical realm. And it could be that it was manifested through the Lord Jesus, that in the Old Testament that he took on human form and appeared. It could have been him. He could have been that source of light on the first day. And it gave light for 12 hours, and that was the first day and the second day, third day. But then God made the sun and put that light in the sun to be the source of light on the earth and the source of heat. Now look at, at the end of chapter 8 in Genesis, look at what is stated here. After Noah comes out, after the flood, verse 22, God says this, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Now there's God's statement that there's going to be seasons. And I think the indication is that after the flood, the environment was changed and it became much more harsh and there was going to be extreme winter and extreme summer like there wasn't before. And he refers to that here. And that brings about the seasons, winter and summer, cold and heat, seed time and harvest. But notice the statement here, that these shall not cease. And the truth that comes from the Bible is that God has set life on the earth to operate. And the seasons and the heat are regulated by the sun. And that these are going to continue. Life on the earth is not going to cease. In fact, just previous to that, God made the declaration that after the flood, God wasn't going to destroy life again. He would never destroy life again on the earth with a flood, and that life on the earth would continue and would not cease. And then the New Testament tells us, and the Old Testament does refer to it, that there is a coming judgment day at the end, and life will continue until that time. And then Revelation presents that time. And so the Bible tells us that the earth is not going to be destroyed by man. It is not in jeopardy. It's going to continue, but there are times of winter, and summer, cold and heat, and those are going to cycle on the earth. And they have cycled in their intensities. And the answer for what causes the temperature on the earth is the sun. The sun is the source of heat on the earth. And so it is just common sense that if there is a hotter time on the earth, it's coming from the sun. That's the source of heat, and that's the issue. And in fact, there's a really good ministry called Answers in Genesis with Ken Hammond, and uh, Creation Research Institute's in Dallas, Texas. Henry Morris was the star founder of that, and he was a really good 
Christian man and a scientist. And, uh, his books are really worth reading. And they produced a video, and you could probably get it from them. And we, I've watched it. And they showed the correlation and what is the answer for the warming trends that have occurred on the earth in recent generations. And that back for a time, for a period of, I don't remember exact numbers, it was like 40, 50, 60 years maybe, there was a warming trend on the earth. But then in like uh, the last 10 or 15 years, we've leveled off and it's kind of gone flat. All these people in the world who want to push global warming, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about that in the last 10, 15 years, the temperatures have been pretty much steady. But before that, they were gradually increasing. And they took that and created a myth around it that they are using today to try to set up global governance. And that is what is going on in the world today. But Creation Research Institute showed they put a graph of the sun's cycles. The sun varies in its intensity. And there's times where it gives off more heat than at other times. There's times where there are solar flares that come out. And when that happens, it increases the temperature on the earth. The sun is what causes the earth to have variations of hotter or colder. And that for that time, it showed the graph, it showed the, the, uh, the heat of the sun had increased over that time period, whatever it was, when there, when there was a warming trend on the earth. It showed that the warming trend of the sun exactly matched the warming trend on the earth. And that's the answer for the warming trend that occurred on the earth. The unbelieving world took that and they created a myth around it to try to control people and to try to deceive people, and it's worked by and large. And their myth was this that man was causing the earth to heat up through carbon emissions, through motor vehicle engines, lawnmowers and cars and airplanes emitting carbon into the atmosphere, they said, was then deteriorating a hole in the earth's atmosphere. And it was then making this hole appear in the ozone layer, and it was then making more allowing more sun's radiation to get in and making the earth heat up like a greenhouse effect. That more sun was getting in and it was making the earth get warmer and that if we continued, if we didn't reduce carbon emissions, this hole would just continue to get bigger and bigger and the earth would continue to get hotter and hotter and catastrophes would start happening around the earth and eventually we could destroy the earth. That's the myth of global warming. That's what they believe. That's why all this talk about carbon is out there. When they talk about reduce your carbon footprint, we got to use less, use less electricity. That's what they're talking about because they're saying we've got to reduce the amount of carbon we're putting in the air so it doesn't make the hole in the ozone get bigger so that the earth doesn't get warmer. It's the myth. It's totally made up. The earth is not getting warmer because of carbon emissions. That's all a myth. And that is what we're experiencing today in our energy crisis with gas prices and electric vehicles. The whole push of them toward electric vehicles and trying to ruin the oil industry is because of this myth that I just explained. They either 
I don't know, you know, who, who knows what's going on inside their head. I think most of them do believe it. I think they've been duped by the whole myth, but they see that it's, it's usefulness and they're using it. But they have believed this myth and therefore they are on a campaign. The more, we, you know, we need to use a stronger word. They are on a crusade because they believe it's a matter of life and death. They are on a crusade to reduce carbon emissions, and that's what's behind the drive to get everyone driving electric vehicles. And it's all a myth. It's all a lie. Even to the point that this hole in the ozone layer is really kind of a, a myth thing that, not that it doesn't occur, but that it, it, it affects the, uh, the temperatures on the earth very much. Because in fact, because what, just to know the details, the hole that opens up only opens up one time a year. And it opens up over the North Pole in wintertime in North America. It seems legitimate. They talk about that there is a, a lessening of the atmosphere there around the North Pole at one time a year. And that's what they're talking about when they talk about a hole in the ozone layer. It's not there all the time. And they think the carbon emissions are making that hole be bigger. And therefore, how they tie all this together is they say, there's a hole that opens up over the North Pole in the winter, and that lets in more sun radiation. Therefore, they say, the polar ice caps are melting. You know, at the North Pole, everything's iced over. I mean, it's solid ice. And they say, though, that it's melting more because more sun's getting in because of this hole opening up over the North Pole in the ozone layer. And that's then making the ice melt, and that's going to make the water levels around the earth increase. And they say then the coastal areas are going, to be, are going to flood. And it's going to flood cities, cause catastrophes, it's going to kill people. That's what they say. When they say, oh, we're going to destroy the earth, that's what they're talking about. That there's just going to be the, the uh, ocean levels are rising, and it's going to flood the cities on the coast. And if we don't stop it, they say, eventually everything will flood and everything will just, there'll be increased storms. When they talk about storms, when storms are happening now, when hurricanes come and uh, these storm systems come across, they say that that's because of global warming. That we're putting more and more, there's more moisture out in the oceans and more in the system. And they see that as an evidence of this myth. It's all a myth. That's how the carbon is all tied into it. Now, the reality is, the truth is, and you can research this, and you need to do this if you're talking to somebody, and you need to be prepared because most people believe this, especially of the younger generation coming up. They believe that we're there on a time clock, and it's ticking away. And what they'll, they'll say most of the time is 12 years. They've been saying that for like the last 30 years, that we got 12 more years, and it's all going to be gone. But it's like 12 to 15 year time period. They think it's, everything's going to fall apart. And they believe that. And they think that it's a matter of life and death. That's why the Democrats in Congress and the young ones are pushing the Green New Deal because they think we've got to do this or our life's over here on the earth. But the reality is, you can study and look this up, is the polar ice cap varies, but it hasn't decreased in the last recent years. It's increased. It's gotten thicker. But they'll lie about that and say, no, it's all thinner. And they'll show pictures of polar bears 
on broken pieces of glacier and, you know, broken away and say, see, it's melting. It's, uh, it's all, uh, the, the, you know, the Arctic wildlife is under jeopardy. They, they put out those pictures all over the place. And it's all a campaign of deception of saying the polar ice caps are melting and they're not. And that the ocean levels are rising and it's all a myth. And if you think about it, what they're saying is, you know, that they, they think New York and Los Angeles and Portland, they're under threat. So that's why they're really, really motivated about this. Because, see, they think they're the ones, first ones to go. That's this myth. That's what's driving all of this. And it is driving everything. That's what's behind 4 and $5 gas right now. We got plenty of oil we could be drilling and putting into the supply of, of oil in the, in the world. But they don't want to do that because they see, that as, they see it as evil. They even see it as evil. I've heard them say it. The oil is evil and it produces carbon. And it's all a myth. In fact, it's all even not reality, even in their scenario, because they want to get everybody onto electric vehicles. Those electric vehicles have to be run by batteries. Just at that point, what it takes to make those batteries, they have to, it takes a lot of rare, called rare earth metals, and they have to dig up a large area of earth to mine it just to get enough minerals to make one battery. So they're going to, if every, everything went to electric vehicles, they're going to have to make a lot more batteries. That means they're going to be digging up all kinds of area land and totally really devastate the Earth's surface when they're talking about trying to save the Earth. Then when you go to talking about then running that battery, it has to be charged by electricity, of course. Where does electricity come from? It comes from the power plants, which by and large are coal operated by coal plants. They have big generators, but those generators have to be turned by energy, and coal is the cheapest, most abundant source that they burn, and that burning then turns the generators. And that's a very simplistic explanation, but that's the process basically that coal is used, and coal then gives off carbon. That's why they've been super regulating coal plants and really limiting them. That's a part of why we have a problem with our energy supply is because they have not allowed any new coal plants to be built. And when they have allowed a few, they make it so expensive that it's, uh, there's not very many of them built and they really regulate them down. For, this, for the one reason is they don't want to put carbon out in the atmosphere. That's what drives the government bureaucrats. The, with the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has regulated it down and shut it down. All of this myth that we don't need to put carbon up in the atmosphere. Now back to where I was talking about, if you have all the cars go to electric, that's gonna be a phenomenally increased amount of electricity that has to be produced. There will have to be more power plants built to produce that energy. And it can't come, can't be produced through solar and wind. It'll have to be coal power plants that'll put the carbon in the atmosphere. And so nothing will really change from switching to electric vehicles as far as the amount of carbon that goes in the atmosphere. Except, now, and here's where the signs are where it's going, is they're not going to increase power plants. What they're gonna do is limit energy use. And they're gonna limit then your mobility 
around the earth. In fact, I've heard stories in England that you are limited in how far you can travel because of energy credits. And they're limiting where you just can't, you're going to be rationed of how much you can travel because there's just not enough electricity to power your electric vehicle because they know they can't produce that amount. And that is the fact why now in this summer they're talking about we may have blackouts and brownouts because our electric grid has just so been limited down and is so inadequate that any kind of excess boost for any length of time will overload it, will be exceeded what it can do, and it'll, they'll start shutting it down. And they, they're talking about we may have that this summer. That's what happened in Texas last time with the, the ice storm. Same thing with propane, and that's being limited also in these power plants. So all of this is based on the myth of carbon being in the air is opening up more of an ozone hole, creating more warm temperatures, melting the ice cap, causing flooding then for the countries. That is the myth that the world is operating on. And that's the second word I want to go to. Out of this myth, and that's the details. We need to understand the details in order to share the truth with them and try to open their eyes to the myth of that. The second word is mentality. This is the mentality of people today and of government leaders and of business leaders. Mostly it's government leaders. They believe this and, and they operate this way. Again, that's why all the light bulbs are going to these more energy efficient light bulbs. It's all just to try to reduce the amount of energy we're pulling from the power plant. So that they, because they know they don't have enough power plants out there and they want to even reduce them more. This thing is affecting all aspects of our life. But it's headed more so in a mentality of global governance. And this is happening out of the United Nations. And it's called, another phrase is called sustainable development. That's their code word for meaning we've got to develop life here on the earth where we don't use as much carbon and we don't produce carbon out in the atmosphere so that we can save the earth. That's what sustainable development means. And their goal is to get to where they produce zero carbon in the atmosphere by a certain number of years. And I believe their latest is 2030, I believe, is a goal of getting to where it's sustainable development where they have zero carbon emissions. And they are moving toward that through global governance to where they are going to mandate this upon countries to do this because they believe... They believe this myth, or they're using that myth, and they're going to seek to take over control to limit our way of life. I believe COVID ties into this plan. COVID is a tool they can use where people will do what they say and limit what they do and give up control. Because they're afraid that they might die because of some health issue. And, and in fact, the ones who are pushing this in the United Nations and, and other organizations, they say, they've even said that. They say COVID is our opportunity for a great reset to move towards sustainable development. And they are accelerating that. And here lately, they've even begun to, they've been talked, said that they're moving toward global governance. 
and some very powerful people have uh, been stating this lately, particularly it's come out of the World Economic Forum, who's very much tied, Klaus Schwab is his name, is very much tied to the United Nations and all of this, and he has said things along this line of, we are setting up a global governance, and in the future, you will have nothing, you will own nothing, and he stated a few other things like you won't be able to do this and that, but you'll be happy. And this is what's in the works. Out of this myth of global warming, they're using it to have global control. And I'm telling you, this is the mentality of the world and what drives what they are doing. And I think we just need to understand that. I don't know that we're going to be able to stop it. I don't believe we will, but we need to at least understand what's driving them because they are going to seek to limit and restrict energy use in the future because of this myth of seeking to reduce carbon emissions in the atmosphere because they think that it's making the earth warm up. And now back to our answer again, we can state that, we'll, how do we fight lies? We fight it with the truth. And the truth is what we talked about, that God made the sun on the fourth day, and it's the source of heat. And it gets hotter and it gets cooler in, in, in its relative sense. And that's what regulates and affects cooling trends and warming trends on the earth. And therefore, it's not carbon emissions. And it's not man. We're not the problem. Having a car or a lawnmower is not the problem. It's just the cycle of life of the sun. The sun cycle is what's happening. And God's in control of that. And God has said that life on the earth can continue and will not cease until the end comes that He brings of the day of judgment, the day of Christ on the earth. And that's the reality for the future. So the world really is carrying out this mentality about what's happening in the creation in an inaccurate way and we need to uh, we need to confront it with the truth because most people you deal with believe this and they're willing to give up their liberties for it because they think it's a matter of life and death but it's all a myth all right let's pray lord i pray you give us wisdom in dealing with this issue a lot of this has happened under the radar and just quietly, but it is, it is uh, very pervasive. And I pray you give us wisdom in dealing with it and uh, how what we should do and what we could do to be prepared and just help us to share the truth with people and uh, just give us wisdom in dealing with this, this huge hoax and this lie of Satan on the earth and help us to carry out your works in the days ahead as we head toward uh, the day of Christ coming on the earth, which will bring the end, and you are in total control of that, and you will rule over the earth in the end. You're in perfect control. It's not out of, out of control. And we put our trust in you, and we rejoice to uh, be your people and to serve you and to do your works. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>